Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Promised as we went to the top of the hour, an old friend and a guy that used to write here in San Diego for many years. I've been a national writer now for a ton of years and now working for Forbes. Uh, Barry Bloom joins me here on 97.3 The Fan. Barry, how are you? I'm great, Coach. Always great to be back. Uh, I'd like to ask you, how many uh, winter meetings have you attended over the years? you got to be in the 30s, aren't you, at least? I don't know if it's that many because I had a, a gap there for a while, but uh, I know that I covered the 1985 winter meetings here in San Diego at the Town and Country. I was there. Yeah, and one of the headlines, Jack McKeon, who was, you know, obviously Trader Jack at the time, uh, he went oh for the meetings. <laughs> so the headline on my wrap-up story in the Tribune that led the page the next day was, Traderless Jack goes, comes up empty at winter meetings. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, I remember they were at the town and country, and I remember I was doing some scouting. I was a junior college coach at that time, and I was scouting for the Kansas City Royals, one of the great baseball scouts in the history of baseball. A guy by the name of Al Kupski uh, took me down there, and that was my first winter meetings was 1985. Okay, I just uh, as you sat down, we get the story that apparently they've come to an agreement with Strasburg and the Washington Nationals seven years. $245 million, $35 million per year. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, you know the Padres were never in, in, in that neighborhood and were never going to do that, right? Do you think they talked to him? I think they, there was probably some discussions with Scott about it early on. But, I mean, Scott is like the assistant general manager of the Washington Nationals. You know, it, it, it wasn't like that deal was never going to come down. And I, and I still think, despite what Lerner said last week, that it, Scott is, a Rendon, is Rendon's agent, too. They might find a way to squeeze Rendon back in. I mean, it, like I told A.J. Preller here at the press conference when they announced Tingler as the new manager, I said, these guys, the Nationals spent $450 million at that time on their pitching staff on three pitchers. And that and, and the top in the World Series, the top six pitchers in baseball pretty much starting pitchers were represented in, in the World Series between the Astros and Washington. And, like, you're going to, you know, back to uh, – to, to action with uh, Garrett Richards and now Zach Davies and and, and the cast of, of the double-A pitchers who, who now have some experience in the major leagues. What's wrong with this picture? Look at the you know where we are in Major League Baseball right now. These are mega teams that are getting there. Even the Yankees, did as much of a mega team as they are, didn't have enough pitching to get through the Astros. They wound up with a couple of bullpen games. One they had to go with, another that was inadvertent. But it just killed their bullpen. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that uh, that Strasburg went back with the Nationals. We're visiting with Barry Bloom from Forbes here uh, as we uh, broadcast live from the 2019 MLB uh, Winter Meetings of the Manchester Grand Hyde. Barry, uh, now that Strasburg's deal apparently is, is done, seven years, $245 million for fans just tuning in, 
What's it going to be for uh, Garrett Cole? Where do you think he ends up? Do you end up with the Yankees or the Angels? Because I keep being told that Artie Moreno will not be outbid for Garrett Cole. I think this is what it comes down to for Garrett Cole. You know, does he want to come home to to uh, you know to Orange County where where he grew up and pitch for the Angels and be in a situation where they need a lot of other parts before they're going to be competitive, even in their own division, to win the division. You know, they're very much much like the Padres in the in the NL West. The Angels are right in the same situation. You know, they haven't had a playoff season. They've had one playoff season in 10 years. You know, it, it, so the question for Cole is going to be, does he want to go to New York and be that final part that gets the Yankees over the top and wins the World Series, much like CeCe did in 2009 when he signed there? And I think the money is going to be comparable. Artie may not be outbid, but it'll be right there. And I knew as long as... As soon as Jack Wheeler signed for $118 million with the Phillies, that the money for Strasburg and, uh, and Cole was going to be astronomical. You know, every year, a couple of years, the owners, like, put restraints on themselves. And, you know, they try not to dip into the free agent market, except for the anomalies like the Padres signing Hosmer for 144 and Machado for 300 And then you had a lot of teams, you know, keeping their own players with big contracts. It's drunken sailor time in Major League Baseball again because there's so much money to to go around. So, judging by Wheeler, I knew Strasburg and Cole were going to get astronomical money, and I'm looking at probably 300 million above 300 million for either the Yankees or the Angels to sign Cole. And I'm not. I don't think it's out of the question that the Dodgers might not get involved at some point too. Uh, I want to get to the Rays and get your thoughts on the Padres, but I do want to get your thoughts on uh, uh, the two gentlemen that were uh, uh, voted into the Hall of Fame yesterday. Uh, one, Ted Simmons, who I thought his number, you know, he, he played in an era behind Johnny Bench, and Ted Simmons' career numbers were fantastic for a starting catcher. And then Marvin Miller, who represented the Major League uh, Baseball Players Association. You know, uh, Marvin Miller... There are a lot of people, uh, he made a lot of people money, but he also cost uh, the game a lot of money. And uh, depending on who you talk to in baseball, some uh, were for him going in, others were against him going in. Your thoughts? Look, I think in the end result, Marvin Miller made everybody a lot of money. Because even though you look at it, and I used this figure in my story, in my column today about it, in 1976, the year before free agency, the average salary for a major league player was $50,000. Last year it was 4.3 million. When you look at the value of franchises, they they were down in you know the low millions when Marvin Miller became the head of the union. Now they're in the billions. There's no question that making peace with the union and what and the and the stepping stones and building blocks that Marvin put in to get there made everybody a lot of money and. In my old friend Bud Selig, as the commissioner after the '94 strike, saw that and saw the devastation of the final work stoppage in Major League Baseball history, and vowed it would never happen again. And they're in, you know, the union and the and baseball are in partnership in too many areas now, where that's ever going to happen, and they're all making too much money. And that Marvin was a big part of that. Now, getting to the second uh, part of your thing. Uh, if, if you look at the, the makeup of the 16-man committee this time, there's no doubt that's why Marvin was able to get 12 votes. 
because among the executives on the committee, there were six executives. One of them was David Glass, who who's just sold the Kansas City Royals for an astronomical amount of money. And, and essentially, he wasn't around. He was a beneficiary of everything that happened with Marvin. And, and, and so there was no animosity there from David Glass. And the five general managers who were on the ballot all were beneficiaries of playing in, in, in the system that was built by Marvin. So they probably all had a positive view of Marvin. You know, in the past, on a lot of these ballots, there was a lot of anger and a lot of hatred for Miller because of, of what he did and cost Major League Baseball while those guys were general managers and owners. And he was not going to get in. And I think that's what angered Marvin over the course of time. But it's, it's a new day, and, I, and, I'm, and I think that's the reason why he got 12 votes and got in. As far as Simmons is concerned, I, I, don't under, I never understood. Look, Simmons was on our ballot, the BBWA ballot, one year. For the type of player he was and the statistics he had, you didn't even need analytics at that time to know that this is one of the top ten catchers in baseball history. Why we failed dramatically and he fell off our ballot and didn't even get 5% of the vote in 1994 the first year is beyond me. I don't understand it. That was my second or third year voting, and believe me, I can't even recall whether I voted for him or not in 1994 or you know, when he was on the ballot. Saying that, though, I think you go 25 years down the road, he gets voted in by, uh, you know, this Veterans Committee by, uh, you know, by, uh, by, by a couple of votes. And you're undermining completely what we do as baseball writers in, in naming people on these ballots. You know, I, I think we've missed on some people. I think we, you know, and, and, and the Veterans Committees have been able to correct it. I think we missed on Jack Morris. I voted for him practically every year on his last year's on the ballot. We didn't vote him in. The Veterans Committee voted it in. We missed on Lee Smith. He was on the ballot for 15 years. He ultimately, the Veterans Committee, voted him in. Same thing with Trammell. But we didn't miss on Simmons, and we didn't miss on Carol Baines. Now you're undermining the whole vote by putting these guys in, and you're leaving the optics of, well, what about the other, you know, eight players who are on the ballot and everybody has their favorite? You know, why didn't Dwight Evans get in? Why is Garvey being shunned? You know, why is Tommy John with 280-something wins and a surgery that was named after him? Why doesn't he get any traction? But Simmons gets in? Baines gets in? So much of this is the politics of what's going on in these committees. So the system really needs to be fixed. I don't know what it's going to do to fix it. Basically, you're looking at probably what I'm going to write tomorrow, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I you know, that they, it just started with the fact that they took our, 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 they took the eligibility limit on on for players on our ballot down from 15 years to 10, to limit the time that we'd have voting for the steroid guys, Bonds and Clemens and those guys, and now you know you're jumping from 10 years into a in, into a veterans committee, so. You know, it's beyond me. And, you know, once these guys get in, I'm happy as hell for Simmons that he's in and Baines that he's in. And, you know, you, you, you're they're in. You know, they're part of the family, and you move forward. Hey, uh, we're visiting with Barry Bloom uh, here on 97.3, the fan. We're at the MLB uh, winter meetings. Okay, uh, I'm going to get to the Padres. Uh, you're you're uh, a guy that sees the Padres. Even though you don't li- live here, you get into town a fair amount. You know exactly what's going on. You know the owners. You know the organization very, very well. 
How far away are the San Diego Padres from really being able to compete? Uh, you know, really, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 do you look at this team, look at the Diamondbacks from a couple of years ago. They lost 92 games and swung to 92 wins and, and, and hosted the wild card game, won a wild card game, and got blown out by the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. Does, with the changes, and I know we're early on in the process. This is an incomplete product, but with that, you know, before we go to spring training, but with this pitching staff still, and and you know, the, and the catchers that they have, and the outfielders they have, you look look at the teams. Look at the teams. Outfield's just, getting a little bit better. A little bit, but I mean, you're still looking at an outfield of like, Fam, Will Myers, and Margot. You know, and how about and, Trent Grisham? How about? He's I mean, a young ball player. Yeah, he's 23 a, years uh, of age. He's played 51 games in the big leagues. We have no idea. Right. We have no idea how he's going to He's got a good upside, it appears. It appears. Right. The Padres always have a lot of players <laughs> with upside, it appears. And now they're playing somewhere else. Behind the plate is a nightmare right now because right. you've got a catcher that can't hit 180. And you got another guy who can swing the bat a little bit, but I'm not sure he can he be can an catch. everyday catcher at the right. big league level. Right. Right. And, and and their starting staff is essentially a, a, a beaten up Garrett Richards, Zach Davies, and all these double A kids. Who and a good young arm here. and Chris Paddock. Right, and other good young arms. And we're banking on uh, Mackenzie Gore at some point, hopefully in 2020. Right, but every time somebody comes up through the system, they're never as good as everybody thinks they're going to be. He's going to be the Sandy Koufax of the San Diego Padres. Yes, he is. Huh? So. To answer the question, I think they're a, far, a long way away. If Ron Fowler sticks to his edict and says heads will roll, including mine, everybody's heads is going to roll by the middle of the next season. That's where I am on the Padres, unless they make major trades and a couple of free. And they have a guy like Ryu. Wouldn't he be great for the Padres? Yeah, he would. And he's not going to be that costly. No, not at all. Right. So now you, you you throw him in the middle of their rotation with these other guys and the young kids, and now now you've got something. So and and you know a guy like Martin Maldonado behind the plate. I mean, there are guys out there. He'd be a nice are, guy behind the yeah, plate. That, that that are you know good signings and are, are not that expensive. And then you flip a couple of other because now they're in the process again of like trading off the the younger players who they found that they can't they they, they can't use like Urias. You know, they went through the Urias era, and they just moved on. You know, and, and they've moved through the Lauer era, and they've moved on. You know, and they're going to move through the Hedges era, too, and move on. So it's, it's the question now, where, what are we going to look at, and what, when's the trap door going to close instead of open? And that's where we are right now. It's, it's too early to really decide. But as of right now, I just don't see them, give, you know, a 500 season would be nice, but I don't see them getting there with this product. Yeah, it would be uh, nice. They need a couple of more pitchers, uh, definitely, in that uh, starting rotation. Well, Mr. Bloom, I'm sure over the next few days I will see you. It's good to see you walk up here and uh, uh, see us early on and uh, have a, a great uh, day. i got to go home and, and read your article from today, and then you're writing again for tomorrow, huh? No, I write every day, so maybe twice a day. You're a grinder. A grinder. All righty, Barry. Standing, so are you. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> hey, uh, Barry Bloom from Forbes, uh, joining us for a few minutes. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.